So last night, uh, we were having a session where we shared a lot of our, our thoughts and experiences and opinions on what happened recently to ABS-CBN. And what struck me the most was uh, one of our participants was a high school student who was just about to enter, I think so, grade 11 or grade 10. And he told me that he fears um, for his coming years in, in high school because his teacher is, is known to be a Marcos apologist or um, an DDS, as he said. What struck us the most, and what struck me the most, I think so, was that this type of labeling did not exist when we were when we were in high school. It didn't really matter to us much if our teacher was a Marcos apologist or was a supporter of the Aquinos. But the advent and the election of Duterte has made the terms Dilawan and DDS very, very popular. And alongside that, the term Marcos apologist resurfaced and became part of the mainstream discussion. I think reflecting on it, isn't it like indicative of how divided we've become a na- as a nation? And for me, it's a bit difficult to get into a discussion online with people who disagree with me or people who are admittedly supportive of the administration. It's as if the label or the philosophy that they share with the administration and the philosophy that we have um, that might not be aligned with the administration, people who might not align themselves, their philosophies are philosophies. try to become the barrier of discussion rather than as a means by which that we can share an alternative perspective on issues. So that's entirely different because if people know that you are a progressive or you're a liberal or you're a conservative, people get to know what your philosophy is, but that does not stop them from discussing that's something that I noticed prior to the election of the current president. But after he was elected, it seems as if these labels have been weaponized and have been used to de- dehumanize people. And admittedly, I also am very um, aware that people do become dehumanized in the process. That um, dehumanizing the process that I'm not able to hear their opinions or they get reduced to this one label. So I think that it makes discussions very difficult, you know, after we've started using these labels more and has become part of our everyday life as Filipinos. But I think the second thing that makes it really difficult is... So from the discussion points, it's very difficult now to initiate discussion. The second thing that I I realized is that there's this one uh, undergraduate thesis made by a very good friend of mine, Nina Tomas, uh, from UP Diliman. And she shared to me that she she wanted to learn about um, 
how these labels affect people or why these labels were used. And one thing that she said was that these labels don't only like stop people from discussing things, but it makes basic ideas or basic needs or essential goods or essential rights for human beings attributed to one label that's pretty much dehumanizing. So what I what what I think that means is that when we talk about human rights, it's automatically attributed to the Dilawans or let's say to to the Reds. But when we start talking about um, the the protection of human lives, it becomes as if that's an idea monopolized by the Duterte supporters. Or if you want to talk about discipline, that idea is automatically attributed to Marcos apologists because the Marcos regime relied on the rhetoric that our country needs discipline. So I think it's very difficult for us now to talk about discipline as something that's essential in making a democracy functional. But at the same time, it's also very, very difficult for liberals and progressives who would want to say that discipline and obeying the law is important because essentially that makes a society functional. Regardless of any political ideology, notice that many societies have rules and laws to regulate human action because admittedly, um, absence those laws, it's very difficult for us to, to transact to interact and to deal with other people and to resolve issues that are in front of us. So law becomes a, a springboard for us to deal with things that might be life-threatening, okay? So I think it becomes very difficult for us then to discuss the protection of human lives as something that's actually very essential in a liberal democracy or in any democracy for that matter, but rather it becomes attributed to the DDS or Duterte supporter logic that the war on drugs needs to continue to protect human lives because drugs have been destroying lives. But if we stop using these labels or if we take a step back and look at the whole discourse, I don't think that these problems, these values need to be attributed to any political ideology because in the present these are things that are actually general human concerns that are that need to be basically addressed by a political economy or by a political system so it makes this uh, it does not only make discussions difficult because those discussions eventually become policies and when policies um become very divisive, it's, it's very difficult to pass those policies. It's, it's very difficult to respect those policies. It's very difficult to enforce those policies. So if you want to pass a law that essentially um, stops government forces from red-tagging people or accusing people of, of them 
being um of of them being uh of the, of, of them being um uh, uh yeah, I, I I lost my trail of thought but it becomes very difficult to resolve these issues that want to be addressed by the policy and because we've always attributed it to these political names or political labels in the very first place. So, if you want to pass a law that prohibits the red tagging or acquisitions of any government official, that a person is part of the Communist Party or any rebellion or any terrorist group, I think that intention to protect human lives becomes tainted or becomes misconstrued by the political discourse that we have right now because people can easily misconstrue it and say, oh, that's, that's, that actually harms human lives and stuff like that. And the discussion between multiple sides just stops and people start name-calling each other because we associate very, very minute details of a discussion to a certain political ideology. So it goes, it, it, it goes, and it functions, and it, it is applicable to anyone regardless of political ideology. But the third thing that I want to get across is that, so it makes policies very difficult, it makes discussions very difficult. But third is that it's now very difficult for us to create a cohesive and a diverse and a multi-perspective and an inclusive national narrative because these basic things, like for example, protecting people's lives is why we need to stop drugs or protecting the freedom of speech, protecting the press and stuff like that. These things don't become like basic issues that need to be resolved and that don't require any debate at all, but rather the basic things that makes life livable for people in a certain nation becomes um, a very divisive political issue or political um, discussion. So, when we weave a national story, it's as if we can't have human rights and protection of human lives, and we can't have the both of that alongside... Um, Along, alongside um, protecting institutions or like making sure that the marginalized are heard. So this, this, politi- this political mechanism to like stifle discussion by the use of labels, it just shuts down discussions, policies, and weaving a national story. So I think... Um, it's important for us to reflect on how we engage with other people, and I might, I, I would admit that I'm not that kind in some, in, in some or most cases. But if we think about it, it really dehumanizes people based on the political uh, ideology that they're attributed to or they're like um, that they're like assumed to be affiliated with. So, I think the way that we can talk about these issues more is to like take a step back and like not think of the label. I think, I think so, but to discuss things that can be agreeable and disagreeable on both sides.
um, I think that kid who who told us that it's very difficult for him to have a DDS professor or teacher is a sentiment that many people even in college have because that's something that I as a teacher um, I was very afraid at first because if they found out that I was um, politically active or if I had commentary on the government and society most of the time they wouldn't want to listen because those things get attributed to to a political ideology but thankfully the semester has ended and and I've slowly come out to them and, and that's funny because I, I, I had to co- I had to come out with um certain political ideology or political leaning. So at least it humanizes the idea to them that people who are affiliated with the progressive ideology or or show semblance as a progressiveness or a liberal attitude um, are actually humans too and they care about human lives. And I think um, that's the one of the few ways that we can move forward if... Um, it's very difficult for us to have discussions with with labels. And I think the first step is to get rid of the label first. And perhaps in the conclusion, we can slowly admit it to people that, you know, like, I, I, ha- I, I am aligned with this political ideology or, or I'm affiliated with this political group. It's easier for us to understand that um, these ideologies are actually also born out of the human need to be affiliated, human need to address concerns, and human need to make sense of life. And those are things that I think we have forgotten with our, our emphasis and obsession with labels. I think that's all for this um, recording or podcast, I think so. But... That was a thought that um, kept running inside of my mind uh, since we've concluded that uh, support group session last night. Thanks.